Welcome to Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we're not talking about okay ships, we're talking about cool ships. I'm Joanne and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. I like that intro. That was a good one. I'm, I'm on one today. Yes, that's uh... <laughs> it's, uh, as I said to you before we recorded. I was going to say we're not talking about hardships, and then I was like, ah, oh, doesn't make sense. What, but what's the opposite of being super cool? Being okay. So... <laughs> that's what you ended up with. I couldn't miss that opportunity. It works. The, the coolest ships, basically, is what we're going to talk about today. Now, I'm quite interested. Um, I know you've got your facts together. You, you, I, I think do. you even learned about some of this stuff in uh, a course that you were doing. Yes, well. you're going to find out that I'm doing my certified Cicerone studying. Woo-woo. Some of that is going to come out today. <laughs> but I'm quite excited because I think, like, we, I've heard a lot of stuff about, like, I know Duration did, I mean, you're see a minute but duration did lots of like cool ship things and i've seen like wild beer doing cool ship things recently yep. they posted about doing cool ship things which we'll talk about sort of later but um i just found it quite interesting because i never really properly knew what a cool ship was so i still kind of don't because i realized that when this episode when we we're going to do this episode i actually didn't want to do any research because i just wanted to learn so <laughs> as usual zero research i've got <laughs> loads of things to say i'm Yay. excited i love 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 a cool ship beer um and i've been finding out more about it recently um and it's just it's just really interesting and it's really interesting where it came from and why why we do it and things like that um so yeah we've got we've picked three beers that kind of showcase the evolution of where we are at with cool ships now and where they came from so i think that's exciting um so I think we need to start by talking about, in case you missed it, how is beer made? So we <laughs> quick high level yeah, overview quick, quick of overview. it, a thousand foot view as we like to say how, in the project management world. Yeah. How is beer made? Just in case you haven't heard us talk about it before, you might be new, you might not have heard of other episodes where we've talked about it, you might just you know be popping in because you saw the cool stuff about cool ships. Cool <laughs> ships. So not well, okay ships, cool ships. Cool ships. So let's <laughs> let's tell you how beer is made. So, um, grains are mixed with hot water that, once it's hot, is referred to as liquor. Um, They are steeped in that water for um, at least an hour. Uh, It's usually longer. It can be longer as well. It's about about an hour, sometimes longer. And that extracts starches and enzymes that then become fermentable sugars. The malting process on those grains... Previously, we'll determine what colours, flavours and aromas are going to come from them. Um, Once we have that liquid, which has its fermentable sugars in it, it is then called wort. That is removed from the grains. It's boiled. At that point, you can add hops or other various ingredients, depending on what you're making. Uh, Boils are usually about an hour, sometimes longer, depending on the style that you're making. Once your boil is finished, you've got to cool down that wort to the correct temperature to be able to pitch yeast in. Once the yeast is in there, um, it will convert the fermentable sugars into carbon dioxide and alcohol, and then you have beer. It has to be cold 
once it well not even cold it has to be the correct temperature your wort after you've done the boil for your yeast to go into because if you put yeast in and your wort is too hot it's gonna the, the it's gonna kill your yeast off if it is too cold your yeast is going to get really sluggish and not do its job properly um, so that getting your wort to the correct temperature is really important so when you when you're cooling your wort to it down ready for your yeast to go into it um you want to do this relatively quickly because that will that for several reasons one you need to get it cooled down quite quickly because you don't want to risk infection you don't want to risk microbes being able to get into there and sit around in that nice warm liquid and multiply um you also don't want something to build up in the beer called dms dms is an off flavor um that will come across sorry as... <laughs> when you said dms i just wanted to be like what do you really want because <laughs> i just instantly think dmx oh, sorry i had to just chime in we were getting oh, very technical we're getting very and I te- just... we are doing very technical here okay so dms so, what you really DMS. want carry on <laughs> DMS comes across as like a creamed corn flavour and aroma. It's not desirable in any style of beer at all. Uh, but that is made in wort at any point when it is around 60 degrees um, and it will build up. It happens in the boil. It is produced in the boil, but it's because you've got a rolling boil, it is volatile and it is boiled off so you don't get it but if your beer is allowed to sit for too long at higher temperatures it will build up in the wort and that's going to end up transferring to your final flavors which you don't want so you need to cool it quite quickly um you also don't want hot side aeration which is where where it's warm when it's warm uh you are you could introduce oxygen to it that is then going to give you off flavors as well later on in your beer that's going to produce like wet paper and cardboard flavors and just those staling flavors that we don't want so nice and quick get it cool as quickly as possible nowadays we use something that is called um, a heat exchanger where um or a counterflow exchanger and the hot wort is pumped in from one way and cold water is pumped in the other way past like plates and the wort cools down and the water heats up and economical breweries will take that hot water and put it aside into their hot liquor tank to use in future brews and it cools down your work nice and quickly so that you can pitch your yeast into it to start that carbonation and alcohol process uh, but before that before this technological advancement of a heat exchanger came into place how were our brewers going to cool down their work as we want to do it nice and quickly the best way to do that is to have a big surface area on your work that means a really big tray. So if you've not seen a cool ship, it's basically a really big trough. And it's not very deep, so that you can get you can get it nice and laid out and big surface area. Um, so while it's you've got that big surface area, it's going to cool down more quickly. Originally, I'm getting I'm kind of getting into it now. Should, should we crack a beer? Because I'm going to get into this. Let's crack a bit and then you yeah. can go in on a roll. And I'm, I'm on a roll, but DMS or anything like because that. Because we're going to come into, so our first beer <laughs> is from St. Mars of the Desert. It is Frogs. I'm excited. I like the art of the can art. On that. Uh, yeah, I always really like the Soldier artwork. Because, yeah, it's always, the artwork on all the St. Mars is 
I like the cartoony drawings on it. I, I just like how their artwork comes across, to be honest. Yeah. Um, frog of uh, frogs and mice. The battle of frogs and mice. Quite like that. Yeah, it was over. It was over two set, but we could only get one. Um, this is frogs. It is a special. I was going to say, was there mice as well? Yes, there was. Nice. Um, it's fermented with Belgian yeast. The reason we got a Saint Mars of the Desert beer mm. is because they still. So they have a cool ship, but they call it a flat cooler. And basically, that's how they call their word. Like, how they begin to call their word. So, we got one of these in honour of that flat cooler. Can't really see it in the video because it's it looks a lot darker on my video. Oh, than it, it smells is, amazing! It really does. I cracked it open. I was like, "Oh, that smells nice." It is like a dark amber. Well, it's like kind of an orangey amber. Yeah, it's like an orangey amber. But when you put it on the video, it looks really dark. Yeah, it looks ready. It's got an amazing belgian spicy smell. Oh, I can't even. I tried to fix the, the light and it just still didn't work. It doesn't work. Just take my word for it. That's nice. Oh, yeah. That's nice. That is good. So it's kind of dark bready, dark bread crust. Definitely dark bready. A little bit spicy. There's a touch of bitterness in there. I reckon that's from hops. See, the thing is, is I don't... The bitterness um, is so subtle that it's not... I'd, I'd barely even notice it. It'll be a balancing bitterness hmm. because there'll be sweetness from the from those malts that are in there. That's I nice. love that nice maltiness. I love a nice malty bready beer. Yeah, me too. Because I don't know, there's something about that, and I feel like when you get the, I feel like there's so many like traditional beers that have that malty breadiness, and I think that's probably like what I like the most about traditional yeah. style beers is yeah. that malty bready taste. I don't know. It makes me feel hearty. I don't know. <laughs> Um, you will notice that it is almost completely clear. It's not quite bright, but it is pretty clear. But that's important that. because look at that lace. One of the reasons that it's good to use a flat cooler is because it allows all the trub to drop down, and to, you get really good clarity in your beer. So the trub is like proteins and um bits of hop and things that have ended up in the wort and they as you leave them they gradually settle out and drop to the bottom so in a in a cool ship you can get nice clarity on your beer so as i said we picked this beer because it's by st miles of the desert and they have one of these flat coolers so it was an 18th 19th century piece of equipment and it is variously called a cooler a cooling tray a cool ship a flat cooler, which is the proper English term, um, a kulsh, <laughs> which, uh, which means refrigeration ship or refrigeration vessel. Like, don't um, get, don't confuse that with a kulsh. Yeah, <laughs> different and, and a cool ship, cool ship, which is the Dutch version. <laughs> that's I think my favourite one. Various different. That's my favourite. I think that's one. just my pronunciation of it. Various different spellings, um, but it is thought that this kind of technology kind of evolved in brewing processes around the world kind of at the same time because it's it seems to be the obvious way to cool down work quickly and um, so the work would be put into this cooling tray um after the boil so around 100 degrees celsius um and it would require an overnight stand so imagine this big kind of trough outside the brewery at night steaming away 
cooling down nicely what a lovely picture that is imagine yeah but then i think of all like things yeah i think it seems like it's a really nice picture but then like my brain goes like if all the animals like like what if a cow confuses it and it's like oh my water i've, I've got <laughs> a thing about that later oh, okay we'll, we'll come to that all right um, I've got, i do have a question do you think yes. you could make a kosh in a kosh i mean you can make any beer in it because like think about that that's an idea for someone that's an idea for someone <laughs> because all beer was made this way before we had heat exchangers so any beer can be made they could call it though they could call it a kosh kosh <laughs> or kosh kosh i'm just saying good idea for you guys it's catchy yeah. so these were made out of various different materials they could be made from copper because that had quite a good heat conductivity um by the late 1890s there were wooden ones that were lined with copper um, and there were some that were lined with lead as well so you know you've got to be, got to be a bit careful over the time okay um, <laughs> i yeah, mean alcohol so, kills kills most things i guess i mean there isn't any, maybe not lead isn't any alcohol but... in it yet so yeah. uh true yeah, <laughs> yeah. however you're, you're, when you're brewing spy- the spider thing that you've got for brewing yeah the um my my hop spider or my yes. no the um my work chiller your work yeah your work yeah. chiller I was trying to think yeah. I was like uh it, it's not the spider oh, but yeah. I couldn't think of the name of it um is that made out of copper because it looks yeah copper yeah so that's what yeah. effectively I'm assuming that's kind of yeah because it conducts yeah. heat really well and so you can um that is a copper coil of tubing that connects to my tap and we run cold water through it. And so then that chills my work very quickly. This is why it was lined with copper, because there's good conductivity. Um, the one that they have at St. Mars is actually made out of stainless steel nowadays, because stainless steel is much easier to clean and it doesn't impart any fla- extra flavours into the beer. So that's really important. That's why we use a lot of stainless steel. And, of course, Sheffield is famous for making steel. And as they are in Sheffield, it's um, very useful for them. However, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> However, it is 3,000 times less thermally conductive than copper. <laughs> so it cools down, like it takes much longer to cool down than a copper one would. But that's, that's they say that's fine. Interesting, be- though, yeah. because you think of like the technology that we have today and the fact that somebody is still choosing to like make beer in that way i find that really interesting so the reason that they do that is because they like to use it also as a hop stand so while it's cooling down they'll put hops in there um and the heat will still extract it will extract a little bit of bitterness but mostly it's it's extracting the oils for the aromas and flavors Um, and they think that this gives their beers lots of fruit like flavors and I think we can attest that. I was say, I could, it's definitely like yeah. this is getting a bit. Um, like I know initially we we're like, oh yeah, it's that that breadiness, that multi breadiness. Yeah. Actually, I am getting like a bit more raisiny type fruit, dry yeah. fruit. That will be from the Belgian yeast. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love good Belgian yeast. Um, so they'll let that stand for a short a uh, short period of time, and then they run it. Then they run it through the cooler through a paraflow heat exchanger. And then after that, it goes into the fermentation vessel with the yeast. So they kind of do a little combination of both. There are only a small number of breweries that do this with 
the cool with the cooling tray or the flat cooler um that aren't specifically kind of using it for making cool shit beers which we will come to in a moment um they think that there are themselves there's a gansala brow in franconia and allagash use use one but they use it for making cool shit beers and then other breweries that we can think of that use cool ships uh burning sky duration world beer co pretty much anyone that's told you they've got a cool shit beer will have one of these well i think that i think that's it is i i don't i couldn't i couldn't list off a massive amount of them off the top of my head um to be honest i feel like i only know allagash because that's more the part of the world i'm from so i'm more familiar with allagash than maybe some other people abroad are if that makes sense yeah um i feel like the ones that i know that have a cool ship it's a small a small number but it's because of the fact that they go out of their way to say like we have a cool ship and they and they kind of make you interested like i found that that's what made me interested and want to learn about cool ships is they're like we've got a cool ship so say mars use it for cooling um and they only use it kind of for partially cooling because then they use a heat exchanger um they can sometimes be used for fermentation as well um there there are two ways to ferment your beer you can do it in closed fermentation which is probably what most people are more used to seeing which is those big um silver tanks with a conical bottom um that's closed fermentation where it's shut in if you're a home brewer like me it goes into a demijohn or a bucket and you seal it up that's closed fermentation you can do open fermentation um where it's in one of these trays once the yeast is added when you're brewing when fermentation is happening a thick head of foam appears on the top that's called the krausen one of the things that is often said about um using a cool ship or this cooling tray is that obviously there as it's open you've got the opportunity for micro flora and microbes to get into the beer um if you are fermenting in this vessel that is less of a concern because once that krausen is on top of your beer it kind of seals it off so that stops anything else getting into it but that's when the addition of a brewer's yeast a log yeast or an ale yeast is added um when we move into our next kind of breweries we're going to move on mosey on over to belgium and little places that you may have heard of like cantian tori's holding up a bottle <laughs> we're not going to drink candy i'm not going to drink my (laughs) admittedly (laughs) when you find out what i'm going to drink instead as i'm holding a cantillion it'll probably make some people sad but i'm not willing to open up (laughs) (laughs) my cantillion on a weeknight for the sake of drinking it for this episode i'm really sorry guys (laughs) this is just show and tell So when you think about cool ships, you might think about Lambic, you might think about Belgian brewers like Cantillon. Um, Because to make a Lambic-style beer, which is a spontaneously fermented beer, they use a cool ship. The um, wort is put in there to cool, and then like the windows are opened, and the microflora and natural yeast are allowed to inoculate the wort and create the beer. Um, 
so that's a very particular way of making beer. Um, it's how lambics, gers, fruited lambics, that's how they're all how they're all started off being made. They're also um, a beer that is blended. So after they've had that inoculation phase, they are then put into barrels. Arguably, more of that inoculation happens from micro microbes that are in the wood in the barrels. So that's a whole whole process. But it started off with a cool ship. Um, not all Belgian beers, can I stress, are created in a cool ship, and they're not all sour. They're not all inoculated wild, as we say. Um, it's thought that in 1976, West Veltrin got away with their like did away with their cool ship. Um, and that's the last time that they brewed what they refer to as their sweet and sour beer recipe. <laughs> because obviously, as a cool ship, it might have been getting a bit of microbes in it, got a bit sour. Then it they cleaned up their beer and had it brewed with brewer's yeast rather you than... You say sweet and random. sour beer. I just think <laughs> of like a sweet and sour chicken or something like that. Like I think of like a takeaway. That's like the, the, the takeaway of beer, one sweet and sour beer please oh dear. <laughs> like, tell me it's not uh, yeah at me guys let me know that that sweet and sour beer that's like I think a chicken anyway shall we drink <laughs> shall we drink Kate you've got a fruited lambic I've got a gers yeah so <laughs> while I displayed the cantillion <laughs> so originally I was like thinking about drinking it I've got a big bottle of cantillion but I was like, that is a definite sharer. I'm not drinking a whole bottle of Kentucky to myself, like a big. It was not yeah. the, this was the 375, yeah, I think. One. Yeah, I got the 375 one, but then I've got the one that's like the next bigger size up. And I was like, oh, that's a bit much for, for like one of three beers and yeah. uh, too much for my own. And then I thought, maybe I'll have the 375 one. Um, then she chickened out. And then I was like, oh, but that is such a COVID. <laughs> like, I don't want to feel like I've not taken in the opportunity fully so instead I've got this I don't know how to say it but effectively it's peach it is a um a peach lambic yeah <laughs> that lambic. we I think we both did we both get one of these at one point or was it the no, pumpkin I've not got a peach one. Oh no we no, both got the pumpkin one. we both got the pumpkin yeah. and I ended up getting this peach one as well because it was like on on offer when I got it yeah. and it was like super cheap and I was like I want to try it I love peach yeah, no it's so, good I've had it it is good find out um i've got boon gers mine is corked of course because a gers is corked this one is this one's a nice lovely corked one um this one just has a bottle opener but look at that shine look at that bling bling nice gold gold foil don't say i don't treat myself nice on a weeknight it's been a day Oh, it is caught. Haha, <laughs> uh, joke's on me. You can't see it because it's spoiled. You have got to oh, watch these. Um, I'm really scared. You've got to watch them. <laughs> I'm really scared. I don't want to do it. Because they do put a cork in them. Oh, mine is beautiful. I'm scared because I actually need to use a bottle opener <laughs> for it. Oh, no, mate. No. Ooh, am, I, am I... I'm risking it for a biscuit. Opening up a beer with a bottle opener... Is that miles different than opening up a wine with a bottle opener? No, it's exactly. I've never the had same. to do it because normally exactly it's like same. yours it's where it pops off. It's just a cork. I'm scared. All right. It's exactly the same. I don't have that much experience. If you're not watching the video, I'm fooked. Tori is using. 
using um a corkscrew one of the ones with the little arms they've probably got a name she's freaking out because she's got to get a cork out of a bottle it's exactly the same as a wine do not panic i'm not even doing it the right way Uh, this is it i don't like i never open up bottles because i drink beer or i drink like prosecco or something like that and i never have to champagne cork it's a champagne cork that's it i don't have to take so fun fact about why a gers is corked i'm scared so um right hold on hold on hold on hold on oh wait she's opening it she's opening it here you go it's just like wine. yeah i did it i did it oh and it, I, now i've got a nice little i've got a nice little memento it's got a nice, nice one. <laughs> right so fun fact about why gers is corked so gers is a blended lambic i mean most lambics are blended anyway uh, but it is a combination of one two and three year old lambics um in fact it has to have one two and three year, year lambics to be called an erdgers which this one is um and they came about because a lambic brewer ran out of barrels to put his lambic in and he had some old champagne bottles hanging about so he chucked them in there um they putting them in the bottle had made bottle conditioning happen and it was much more fizzy than your regular lambic so the locals started asking for the bottled lambic and um, the name gers came about because it was originally created on gersenstrat <laughs> so then fun. they went from the bottled lambic to gers um, and they experimented with different levels of adding in old and new lambic and they found that putting the newer lambic in created the effervescence that they wanted and so you have beautiful gers i'm gonna guess what this label says is it's a fruit lambic belgian and spontaneous fermentation see there you go (laughs) yeah smells really nice the lacing a second ago was really really nice on the glass and it smells really nice and sweet but it's like sweet but there's still that sort of like that like that like slight funkiness that you get like when yeah. you have something that's more wild but you can really smell the peach in this one and it's really like a sweetness like a sweet fruitiness yeah but then I'm I'm haven't taken a sip yet I'm a bit like curious what it's going to be like how peachy it's going to be is the peach going to land in the right way because I think peach is quite difficult for it to land in the right way for me like sometimes it could taste okay. too synthetic if you know okay. what I mean like it can have too much of a weird synthetic chemically taste to it sometimes right so I'm, I'm interested to see what this one's gonna taste like here we go it tastes like peach juice well, yeah because it will have been aged like, in peach like actual no but but I mean like flavoring. but I mean it doesn't uh, I think I was expecting it to be really like really fizzy or something like that like I think I was expecting it to be exceptional it's not a, so it's not a gers that's the thing so the gers is very fizzy because mm. it's got that re-fermentation in the bottle a lambic is less so because it's like just naturally carbonated and it's it's layered with the different ages of the lambics. But Gers specifically has more young put in it to make that effervescence in it. I think it's like because it had a cork in it, like my right. brain just went to like expecting it to be more carbonated and right. it's not. Um, it's just like peach juice. <laughs> I, I don't, I like peach juice. I like a fruited lambic. But so we we are getting funky notes from these, and obviously that is coming from those um, micro for, uh, microflora 
and the microbes that are allowed to go into the wort as it is cooling in the cool ship overnight. Um, Lambics and Gerses are specifically made in a particular region in Belgium around Brussels. um, And it is thought that that area has the right microbes and microflora in the air and the wild yeast and everything in the air to create these particular types of beers although our craft brewers are starting to experiment in their own ways to see what kind of things they can get in their beers from the areas that they're in um interestingly um you can put your inoculated wort from your cool ship into barrels or into fooders um barrels obviously you know can sit on their side fooders tend to be upright and bigger um and generally barrels are used for lambic and gers and a fooder is used for um flanders red ales like the duchess which is one of our faves um because the shape of it better supports the production of acetobacter which gives those kind of balsamic vinegary notes that you want in a Flanders red. Fun facts. We just got the, um, was it the Holy Goat that we just got a Flanders oh, yeah. red? Oh. Yes, that's a Flanders red style. Yeah. Style, yeah, Flanders <laughs> red style. Um, quite interested to try that one, to be fair. Sounds like yep. it's going to be quite good. Ended up getting it. I think I've worked out what it is. Yes. This. I think it's because it's 2.5% alcohol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not yep. very high because moving from like the St. Mars, which was 8%, yep. across to 2.5%, I was like, oh, is there actually any alcohol in this? Because I'm not light. even sure. And to be honest, <laughs> I didn't even look. I just yeah. looked for, oh, I've, you know, I've, I've got the uh, Lambic Star. I'll go with that. And then I was like, oh, it doesn't taste alcoholic. And I was like, is it is it wrong? Like, I don't know. And then I looked and it's like 2.5%. And I can't even tell you the last time I did. I think... Um, the sheep and wolf's clothing was the last time I had like a 2.5% oh, beer. Okay. So, so yeah. Out practice. Really, uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. It's it's not often that you tell somebody that you're out of practice of drinking like low ABV beers. Yeah. It's really funny, isn't it? Because normally it's like, oh, I'm out of practice of drinking, you know, eight, nine percenters or anything like that. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm out of practice of what a 2.5% <laughs> is like. Oh, crazy. <laughs> so Yes, um, it's very drinkable, I think, because of that low ABV. It just comes across like juice. <laughs> That's trouble. Mm. A bit, yeah. It would be lovely on a sunny day, I think. I love a fruited lambic. Um, so I will put in the show notes um, a link to the St. Mars in the Desert blog post about their cooler. It's got loads of really good pictures and information in it. It's also got a picture of the cool ship from Cantillon, so you can see what that looks like, um, so you have more of an idea of what we're talking about if you can't visualise it. Um, interestingly, I'm going to do a bit of a side step here. There is another vessel which is also cuboid shaped um, that is used. It's called I like York- that. <laughs> I love that word, cuboid. Why do you love that word? I don't know. It's just a really fun word. There is another vessel, similar, but not the same, uh, which is called a Yorkshire Square. I know this one. Yeah. Is this the one that um, the... 
other breweries as that other brewery. Yes, that other brewery does use them. Hold yes. on. Is it? I want to say, hold on. Samuel Smith. Yes. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I wanted to say Smith's, but I couldn't. <laughs> Off the top of my brain, could not think of the name Samuel. And I was like, I know it's not just called Smith's and I'm not just going to shout out Smith's because that's not going to make any sense. But yes, I know Samuel Smith's does. And we had the Nutty Brown Ale. Yep. Um, if anyone saw that, when we had the Nutty Brown Ale, and I think we actually did an oatmeal yep. one as well at one point. Yeah, I think we did, yeah. The back of the labels, show them. Yeah, and it's quite I interesting. I pictured these Yorkshire squares. So I was like, well... How is a Yorkshire Square different from a cool ship? So I thought I'd have a look because I thought that was interesting. That is um, interesting. So a Yorkshire Square is a unique fermenting vessel that originated in the north of England because it's called a Yorkshire Square. Um, they were originally made of stone, then out of slate. Uh, but modern vessels are made out of stainless steel <laughs> because we like to make everything out of stainless steel. So they are cubic in shape um, and they were originally quite small. So one of the drawbacks of having a cool ship is that they take up a lot of space because obviously you want the biggest surface area that you can. Um, so they guess they're quite up. long, but yeah. yeah, long and shallow. So they take up a lot of space. Um, Yorkshire squares are smaller, uh, but modern squares can have 250 to 300 hectoliters in them. So they're deeper than a, a cool ship. Um, and it's specially designed to assist with yeast collection. So you are going to be fermenting your beer in this Yorkshire Square. Um, it particularly works with top fermenting yeast, which is ale yeast, um, because it is highly flocculent, which means that it drops out and can then be collected. Um, the vessels actually have a lid on them, which has a hole in it. And so the Wort is pumped in, and then as the fermentation happens and that thick layer of Krausen happens, it comes up through the hole and sits on top of this lid um, and is fermenting underneath. And then on the top, you get kind of this like murky gunk on the top of it, and you can skim that off, and then you can clean off the yeast and save that to use another day. Oh, just sat. It's really good sustainability wise, but the way it sounds just sounds like, like it just sounds like, oh, you're like, you're just the gunky bit and then you just skim scrape it, it yeah, skim, skim it off. off and reuse it. And there's like a little pipe that, so when the, so the, there's, when the beer that's in that foam drops off and drains off and then that goes back into the, into the square. It's quite yeah. clever, isn't it? Um, so Samuel Smiths use it at their Tag Custer Brewery in Yorkshire and Black Sheep Brewery in Masham used this when they started in 1991. Oh, and Tetley's Cask Bitter was well known for being fermented in them as well. Um, it's quite rare that anybody's got one now. Samuel Smith's have obviously still got theirs. Um, but it said that if you ferment your beer in a Yorkshire square, you get a more full-bodied and often fruity character to your beer. To be fair, that the Samuel Smiths we've had had that like yeah. dry fr- had that dried fruit mm-hmm. taste to it. Both, I th- if I remember correctly, both of them had that similar fruitiness to it. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. We say Yorkshire squares. I think it should be like a snack food. Or something I like knew that. you were going like to say a, that. Yeah, it does. It sounds like a snack food. Sounds like a crisp. Yeah. No. No. Like no. It sounds like a like a cupcake. Like not a cupcake. A brownie or something. Right. Like a, 
like a millionaire shortcake like oh you know it's a yorkshire square does it not i don't know maybe it's just me foreign brain just think about food i do i love food so much anyway lots of history behind a uh behind a cool ship um and our modern craft breweries love to do a bit of historical brewing try things out see what they can do with them and so they have adopted using cool ships themselves so Allagash is thought to be the brewery that brought them back in 2007 because they were starting to die off um and various breweries use them now as well um blue jacket in washington dovetail brewery in chicago um mantra artisan ales and yazoo brewing company have mobile cool ships that's interesting and they can move them to fields state parks or anywhere that they want to get local flavor into their beer that is craziness right that's good isn't it that's the idea that you'd be like oh let's try getting the flavor on some wheels this day yeah this place this location just move it and even I've got an even better one, but I'm going to save it. That's a really good fact. I've got a better fact than that. (laughs) And we're going to save it to the end. We're going to save it to the end because it is amazing. Okay. Amazing. All right. So should we we talk about UK breweries that are using cool shit? Sure. I'm going to ditch my canteen. I want to make it I have a canteen. Put your canteen away. (laughs) Um, So we have got one from the lovely Duration. It's and a collab is, with Daya. It's a, del- a collab with Daya. Um, no, by the name. in the cool ship. <laughs> um, and it's part of their Fermata range, which are done in their cool ship. Let's crack this open and then we'll talk about... It's a wild wit. It's a wild wit. Woo. She was lively. If you saw a break in that, that was... <laughs> if you see a break in the video right about here... That was a wild panic. That croc was getting out of that cool ship. <laughs> the croc did not want to be in the cool no, ship. To be honest, uh, so I love whip beers. Full stop. I like wild beers. Great. And like when you make like like a wild whip beer, just sounds f wording amazing to me. I'm trying. I'm censoring it. myself today. <laughs> drink it. It's so good. <sighs> right. Like twenty more of these. I know. Like honestly, love them. I might have started. Um, might have started a proper seller. <laughs> I've already kind of, I feel like I already kind of have one and I'll be murdered if I were to buy more of them. But <laughs> this is strange. The, the, uh, the trials and tribulations of being a podcast host, who drinks beer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you buy beer that you want to actually enjoy. <laughs> yeah. And then you end up being like, oh, but we could get this for a podcast. And then you buy more beer. And then you end up with a lot of beer, but then you don't end up time to drink it because all you do is drink podcast bits. It's great. I'll show you a picture later. You'll <laughs> see how bad my life is. <laughs> um, so the thing about the duration ones is, and most kind of sour and and um, cool shit made beers is that they will change over time, because obviously you know that yeast and the uh, bacteria and things in there that are doing all the lovely things are going to keep changing over time as it ages. This has got some lovely funk to it, yes, and lemoniness. Very yeah, I would say I would say like the funkiness for me is more in the smell than in the taste yes like sometimes sometimes you can get like heavy funkiness in the smell that it comes through the taste yeah. but like actually i think if you were to be a person that doesn't enjoy funk you would smell this in the same way that you'd kind of smell a saison and you'd be like oh like no thank, <laughs> yeah, you. Like, no thank you but it doesn't come through in the taste that way 
you've got this nice like dryness in the taste yeah. I think um and it's it's almost a bit there's a bit of like spice to it mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think like I I'm trying to think it's like the tip of my tongue could name the spice but I can't quite get it out because I think there is quite a distinct particular to, spice do you want me to say what I think it might be no let me try to hold okay. on let me take another sip I don't know if the peach is messing around with it as well it might be like I almost wanted to say like a like a peppercorn or something mm-hmm. like that yeah peppercorns I would say clove clove yeah I could see clove. It's like clove or peppercorn yeah it's just this nice it is a nice dry in the same way that I like um a saison it has yeah. that similar yeah taste to it but I don't think it's like um it's not heavily in like a what you normally get from like a like a wit beer in general I don't think I mean there's the spicy notes and stuff but Uh, so it's got coriander in it as well Mm. that's the word I was looking for coriander I was like peppercorn I was like it's peppercorn but what is the other thing and the other thing that I was thinking of was coriander but I couldn't I was like I know it starts with a c but I can't I think that goes my brain really well with the lemon because I Mm. always find that coriander gives kind of a citrusy vibe yeah I think the lemon's quite like light though like I wouldn't say it's this like really really heavy in your face lemon so like if you're a person that's like oh I don't necessarily love like sour lemon it's not like that no it's really lovely lovely. it's definitely another one of those like sit in the sun type beers yeah I think definitely sunny day beer garden especially if you're abroad like I feel like if I was going abroad even though this is a a UK beer if I was going abroad and I was going to go sit out in the sun somewhere in the south of France this would be probably what I would want to drink nice (laughs) um so duration have got a cool ship and they've got it in a part of their brewery and the ceiling is lined with wood um, and actually, the rafters are made from local chestnut. Uh, and they did so that they're on purpose. They're in a barn, aren't they? Yeah. And they did that on purpose because they when the like when the hot wort is put into the cool ship, obviously it's very steamy. The steam will rise up and it will soak into that wood, and then you're it'll kind of the wood is hoped to kind of release stuff. So you get kind of an ecosystem where you know microflora is coming from the wood and coming from the and you're getting you're getting it from the air and it's all just gonna that's very smart and I was like when you said oh they've done that for a reason I was thinking hmm what is that reason and the second you started saying it heats up I had a light bulb moment and I was like I know where this is going (laughs) and that is really smart and something that I don't think that I would like when you do a brewery tour yeah those are the little like touches on breweries that those are things that you never think of. And then someone tells you and you're like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. Yep. And it's so clever that somebody thought about that. Like, that's something that I just think detail-wise, I would totally just miss completely. So interestingly, Burning Sky in their cool ship room have got barrel staves in their ceiling. Wow, okay. For the same reason. Interesting. Yep, right, interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. And I know, I don't know whether he's done it yet, because I feel like these have had some sort of bruise yeast added to them as well. But I know that Bates at Duration was wanting to literally just try and do a beer that was just like fermented with whatever it was inoculated with from the air. Like he didn't want to put any other yeast in it. 
so that would be really interesting beer yeah would i'd quite like to try one of those ones you yeah. mentioned where they like have the mobile ones and they're like oh we've yeah that'd be really like i quite i think that would be super interesting if a brewery that had that what the one of the ones you mentioned that has that if they did a set they might have done i don't know if they'd done like a series that they brewed a specific recipe and then they just went let's put it here let's put it there or they did it in all different type the same spot maybe different seasons oh yeah I, like that would be yeah that'd be really incredibly interesting. interesting just from like a really nerdy perspective I would love to see something like that to see like what are the different flavors that come through on that this is all leading in to this amazing story that I've got is it literally gonna blow like I you're feel like I don't know if you're blowing this like to, no you're gonna you love it overhyping it like spider-man like, or if it's gonna be like ah so I read it, I read it, while I was doing my research, I read it in two different places and then I had to do more research on it because I was like, this Fascinating. is uh, amazing. Um, but anyway, well, I'm going to come to that in a minute because I want to talk oh, about other breweries. Me. So obviously right. there are other breweries that do, in the UK, that do cool ships. What, um, Wild Beer Co, got my Wild Beer Co t-shirt on. They have just released their yes. cool ship. I've got them beer. open. I've got them open. It was a three set this year. Yep. Um, which is really interesting because it was also incorporated St. Mars the Desert. Yes, they've done so a collaboration with them. You have the Cool Ship 2022, and I actually think you can still buy the Cool Ship 2021 as well, because I saw a bottle of that on their website, I believe. Um, and this one is a uh, single fodder cool ship sour, divine flavours of apricots and stone fruits, cooled and shallow vats overnight to pick up the Westcombe microflora. Uh, this beer is a strong complex and spontaneous delight that's a 500 ml bottle i will be purchasing one of these <laughs> at least one of these afterwards i think i don't want to um, date this but i'm waiting because there's some others that they're bringing out and i'm waiting for those to come out so i can do one big order okay we'll discuss later <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss yeah. later um uh and then before i go on to the i'm trying to figure out which one's the best one to do next um they okay i'll just say they've got their schnoodle pip oh, which is, is uh, our favorite collaborations brought back after a few years of absence our food aged solera saison solera yeah yeah saison with a little raspberry and pink pepper was blended with some spontaneous cool ship sour beer and passion fruit and hibiscus to recreate one of our classic beers beautifully balanced with floral notes a hint of spice dry woody tannins and rich bright tropical fruitiness that one to me sounds amazing like they both sound amazing but that one where it's like a blended one sounds my schnoodle so, pit bottle so, up, so interesting it's, it's just out of shot but i've got my original bottle of schnoodle pip up the top <sighs> there actually it just sounds so good empty because um, i drank it because it was delicious <laughs> then they've got their collaboration uh with smod uh, yep. And it's Cascading Cool Ships, uh, Madly Cool Ship Hopped American Saison. A unique and crazy brew day with Dan and Martha from St. Mars the Desert has led to an amazing big Belgian Saison IPA that was very generously hopped through our three cool ships, one cascading through hops into the next. That sounds incredible. And the artwork on it is so cool looking and then it's described as aromas are overwhelmingly brilliantly belgian with pineapple ripe mango and a hint of pine it's big and bold at eight percent with a sticky richness with complex herbal 
bitter orange and pineapple flavors. These unique techniques have led to a full-on taste sensation that brings the best of old school IPA, modern American Saison and traditional Belgian yeast characters together. This all sounds like, it all just sounds amazing. So take my money. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we saw it come out and we knew we were recording this and we were like, do we delay we wanted to get, to get it out because it was so interesting and, I wanted yeah. to learn about it and then yeah. I was like I'm gonna get them anyways yeah. Yeah. so I was like let's just yeah, do it but it's cool because the the two um, Wild Beer Co. ones, I, I, don't, I almost don't want to promote it because I don't want people yeah, to don't buy them until we have. Don't buy them until we have. But basically, like, I feel like they're such a bog as well because you've got two, both of them are 500 mil bottles. Well, they're five, yeah, so normally they do them in, they, the, so the, my old schnoodle pit was three, was 375. But the cool, the cool shit one usually comes in 750. So they've made them slightly smaller that year, but I but think that's better. Too fu- so there's, they're both 500 mil, yeah. and it's just slightly under 10 quid mm. for that. Yes, please. I'm just like, that is, for me, in my opinion, what you're getting, what that is, it just seems like really good value for money. And I'm very much, I've paid 10 quid for yeah. 375 mil. I've probably paid more than that for the that Cantillion. You know yeah. what I mean? It sounds like amazing. And uh, not to complain, because I totally no, get no, it. Because, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It seems like, really good value, good value for money value. so please don't buy it until we've bought it but also no. once we've bought it then go ahead and buy it uh we might also have to buy a whiny beast for a future episode spoilers yeah, don't, don't spoiler alert don't don't spoiler it put a little subscribe in there people so you can find out what that's yeah. for what are we doing whiny beast for i don't know i don't know i don't know what we're doing that for um so yeah so that's wild beer Co's ones massive fans of wild beer coat burning sky obviously do a lot of cool shit beers um who else have we got that does cool shit beers uh, this is the thing is i like i said i did basically no research because i just wanted to learn <laughs> about stuff i just i knew burning sky duration saint mars um someone else wild. That I know, I'm, I'm, is that like on the tip of my tongue and that that was all i knew and like i said that's because they have actively worked to promote the fact that they're like we have like we have a cool ship like that's part of that's part of the cool stuff that they talk about. And um, I mean, to be fair, I didn't even really know until we started getting into this when we were researching the very bare minimum research that I did. That's when I sort of realised like Allagash had one because I, I, I never knew Allagash for their cool ship. I mean, so um, they're the ones that kind of re-kicked it off in craft beer. So thanks, Allagash. Completely. But I'm when I was drinking Allagash and I was like back in the year, it's like that's not that's not what I was buying Allagash White. Yeah, exactly. It was like Allagash White and like that stuff. There was no, oh, look at this like cool shit. It wasn't until 2007 that they, they installed their cool shit. I was still over in the US at that point. I just never, I don't think I paid attention to the marketing like that. Like I didn't follow it in the same way that I follow certain breweries. Now, just never knew. I was just like, I like their beer because I like their beer and I never really dug into it on that like nerdier level quote unquote yeah. if you're watching if you're not watching the video um that's so that was really interesting to find out because i was like oh i never knew that it's something that i'm sure everyone else would be like oh it's really obvious of course they do but i just i always just drank the beer because i liked it and yeah. never got into that side of things okay i think i've built this up do you want my amazing fun fact and i'm nervous now because what if it's like it's so good what if you're like oh it's amazing and then i hear no. it and i'm like no this is so good Right. Right. So it's story time. <laughs> a brewery in Florida. Oh, called, it's motor- Florida called, motor- called Motorworks. 
Okay. Um, made a cool ship out of an El Camino truck. That's pretty cool, though. Right. Well, of course, it's Florida that's done that. Right. Like, someone in Florida so, obviously gone and been like, what can we do? We can make this El Camino into a cool ship. Here's the story. Okay, so they were brewing. They were just brewing beer, doing their thing. And it was really, really hot. Um, and they got talking about paddling pools. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, yeah, we could do the paddling pool to cool off. Oh, there's this old El, El Camino over there. We could turn the flatbed into a pool. Into a pool. Wait. We could turn the flatbed into a cool ship how amazing would that be so they did so they lined the um they lined the the flatbed of the truck with heat resistant food grade membrane um that was used for marijuana production (laughs) Um, they secured it to the sides of the flatbed with industrial tape and filled it with beer with with the wort right they then... Okay. Well, there's a then. There's Wait, a then. There's so much more. There's so much more. They then very carefully backed it out of the brewery. To you can undo- still see it. It's still operational. Like, you could still... Yeah, still drive You can still drive, drive it. it. Yeah, you can okay. still drive it. They drive it out. This goes back to our mobile cool ships, right? I guess, yeah. They drove it out very carefully. Didn't spill any of it. To under a 150-year-old oak tree. Of course they did. Because why they would left it, it there overnight to get the interesting stuff coming out of the oak tree. However, they said that they had to put a tent over it so that no cats jumped in it overnight. That's fucking disgusting. They then that is disgusting. They then because you know because no, you know because you know that they were like we have to put a tent over it so a cat doesn't get it because you know that one cat got in it and then they were like. One cat is too many cats. No, they obviously just had cats around and they were like, oh, we better cover it. I don't so know. They put a tent over it. Um, and then they barreled it the next day and <laughs> they called it Fermentis Camino. Right? Amazing. And That's I believe, a good one. I think this was. That gets standard ovation. Right. I think this was in 2018 they did this. Standard O. That is. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I don't really have words for that. <laughs> so I found an article. Do you have all a photo about of it? it? There's fun, right. So I found this article. I'll put the link in the show notes for it. Um, there's it a there's a photo. If you look up Briss, um, I was just going to put Mol- in El Camino just, cool ship. Yeah, j- right. Just put in Motorworks, <laughs> Motorworks cool ship in a cool ship in a in a truck. You could no. You don't have to do that. Go to Google. Put El Camino cool ship. <laughs> The up. first thing that comes up, brewingwithbliss.com. Say that's what? Go on that one. Motorworks Brewing El Camino Caution. Right, open that one. That's got the pictures in it. And there is like detailed pictures of it, of the truck and everything. That's like quite a new condition. Look, Well, so it, was, it looks it, quite new. Um, It was a 1984 not, yeah, El Camino. Not new. But what I mean is it looks like they it had. It looks well looked after. Like yeah. refurbed it or yeah. something like that. Because it looks like it's got like a fresh, shiny. Well, not all of it, but. It looks like they were in the middle yeah. of like respraying it or something like that. And they were probably midway through like doing <laughs> doing like a nice uh, conversion of it. And they were like, you know what? Time out on that. We need a cool ship. Wow. I'm looking at these photos. Isn't that just the best thing you've ever heard? Yep. See? 
I didn't over egg it. No, it was pretty good. I was right. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'll give yeah. you that one. Yeah. The photo. I'll put the cool. link to Go check the, the article the that Tori's looking at right now in the show notes so you can see the pictures and everything. It's got even got like the what Florida font they use. <laughs> like that. Uh, I thought that was amazing. So, literally, you can make a cool ship out of anything. That is. Yeah, if I mean, if they don't show you what you can do to make a cool ship, I don't know. Don't know who, who can. The experimentation of craft beer, amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm still looking at this article and I'm just like, oh, I, yeah, I don't have words. So good. I thought it was so clever. That is really good. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks for saving that for last. I needed You're that welcome. to pick me up today. That one that was was like, a... I was like, that is going to stay to the end. That is going to be... I was on one today and that's just cheered me up. I like that. I knew you'd like that. I literally found it and was like, Tori is going to absolutely love this. Mm. That's <laughs> right. So I'm going to show Rick this one after. I think he'll appreciate it as a car person so himself. I think he'll... So good. He'll probably be like, well, the fuck's a cool ship? And I'll be like, <laughs> you're going to have to listen to the episode. Um, but... Can you ask him if you can put a cool ship in one of his cars? <laughs> I'll ask him and I'll report back how that goes. Um, can we bleep out the expletives, please? <laughs> I'll give you the shortened version of it. Yeah. yeah. Clean As, version, please. I think the clean version will be like, no, thank you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Oh, I feel like I learned a lot today, actually. Okay. Oh, had some quite quite good beers um this one you know 5.7 we start it's funny we like started off high at the eight yeah. percent with the smod a dip down with mine which was a 2.5 for the lambic and then i went right back up to the uh 5.7 percent what was what was your girls isn't that low i don't What's your girls uh my girls can't find it seven so i went eight seven five point seven so you just did like a slow progression i did like a yeah. i did a roller coaster you did situation. a roller coaster <laughs> yeah i learned a bit that was quite good um got some super fun facts drank some good beers i'm ready to go finish the rest of this crocs and the cool shit yeah because um, my crocs are now staying in the cool shit <laughs> yeah, so that's good you calm um, them down they're yeah. okay now it's payday today I'm ready to go place a beer Ooh, order <laughs> <laughs> so where can people talk to you joe if people want to ask you about the process of making a cool ship um, where can people it- come and speak to you if you want to come and talk to me about making a cool ship, maybe ask me about um, my Cicerone training, how that's going. It's a lot, guys. It's a lot. Would you, would you consider making a cool ship? Like, do you um, think you could make one? I mean, I probably could, but I don't know if my the amount that I brew would be worth it. Fair. It's only teeny tiny what I make. Could you make, like, a teeny tiny baby one? <laughs> I probably could. I could probably just put it in a box. <laughs> I could probably just put it in a tray. I could, I could probably just put it on a baking tray. You probably could. I think that should be a challenge for you for this year. Brew a beer and a cool ship. And a cool ship. And a cool, cool ship. I would definitely need a tent over it because of the next door's cats. You do have cats. <laughs> they would you do have cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that cat would... is like, this is my garden. I've seen right? it. It's not the cat's garden. I'm, I'm definitely in a not my cat moment when it comes to visit. Not my cat. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> If someone wants to challenge you to make a cool ship, where can they come speak? If you'd to you like to that? challenge me to make a cool ship, you can talk to me at a woman's brew on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I tend to be on Instagram. Um, you can also come and visit my beer school and learn more about beer styles, learn about girls, learn about 
spontaneously fermented beers with us. Um, we are Love Beer Learning. That is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Tend to hang out on Instagram again. More so on TikTok. Did a little um, takeover of somebody's account the other day. Did you? Yes, I did. Oh, exciting. Yes, yeah. They were taking a break. So they asked me to come and post a video for one of their days. So I did. And it was one of the Mead guys. So that was fun. Cool. Um, so check out my TikToks. Uh, we're also on Pinterest. We also have an, uh, um, a website, which is lovebelearning.co.uk. And you can email us to say, what other things do you want to learn about with us on the podcast? That is lovebelearning at gmail.com. And if you would like to support us in making this podcast so that we can continue to educate you and enthrall you with stories of trucks turned into cool ships you can join our patreon at patreon.com forward slash learning for two pounds a month you can support us and help us to continue doing this vital research into craft beer for you uh, tori it's, if they want to talk really to you work, really. <laughs> if they want to talk to you where can they find you yeah if you want to come talk to me about uh crocodiles oh crocodiles yeah i don't know much about crocodiles i don't know <laughs> Just come talk to me. I I get lonely sometimes. Um, you can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. Uh, yeah, we got some really cool things. I think covered up that obviously we can't share at the moment, but I'm really excited about some of the stuff coming oh, up. So we got some good stuff. Yeah. Come come talk to both of us, or at least follow us, so that you can actually see we get to talk about the cool stuff because I'm really excited for that. So yeah, that's it. Should we go drink some more beer? Let's. On that note, cheers. cheers.